your local enterprise office, making it happen for Irish startups and small businesses at localenterprise.ie slash start. Welcome to the Making It Happen podcast brought to you by your local enterprise office. I'm Connell O'Moran. Today I am joined by Michael McGuire of MMS. Michael, let's start by the easy question. What does MMS do? We are an off-site fabrication company. We deliver um, off-site solutions to all area sectors. And you're a very early stage company. Very early stage. We set up in 2016. We start trading in June 17 uh, with one employee. By the end of 17, we had eight. The end of 18, we had 22. And at the moment, we're at 25 with the hopes of being at 35 to 40 by the end of the year. And you told me you have even bigger ambitions. You might make a three-figure sum. We would plan for next year to be hopefully up to the 8,100 by the end of 2020. Many, if not all, businesses envy that kind of growth, those kind of growth-oriented companies. But they do face, and you've also been, uh, you've been asked this question, uh, that kind of growth is very hard to manage. It's very hard to manage from the point of view of getting all the trades. Because we give a full turnkey solution, we have all trades from steel fabricators, pipe fitters, electricians. So to cover a wide range and get all that um, trades into one building is very hard. As everybody knows, since 2007, 2008, not many have come through the system with apprenticeships. So we've started to roll out our own apprenticeship programme in Castlecomer. And at the moment, we have three apprentices on our books and hoping to build on that in the next. And that, as we bit. say on Team SBS, that's the ad. You're looking for people, anybody who knows, anybody who wants a really good career, get in touch with Michael Maguire. Now, that's on the employee side, but you also have to fund that kind of growth. Yes. So to start with, um, between shareholders funding, we then um, made an application to our local enterprise office. So from making the application, they were so helpful to us, guided us in the right direction of giving us advice of what grants to go for, what was available to us. Um, so we would have had a lot of capital expenditure early in the business. We would have had a lot of expenditure on accreditations. So no, that, let me just cut across you there, because that is a very interesting one for people to think about, because I always tell people starting a business, don't get ambushed. And accreditation is, it's not an ambush, but it's something that you in your particular industry had had to get to get the clients or to get the customers. Yes, accreditation is a big thing for us. Um, to build any structure, you need your CE marking. Uh, and also for quality, then you have to have your ISO 9001-2015. So we started that journey in June 17 and in October uh, 17, we had both accreditations. But it had cost you a few quid on the way through. It was probably, not to frighten anybody off, but it cost us probably in the region of close to 100,000. But that is the cost of opening the business and doing the business. It is. And also then we had our capital uh, side of things. So we naturally being an engineering company, we have a lot of equipment um, state of the art machinery, brake press, guillotines, welders. So when I made the application, we uh, settled on 50-50 capital funding and we received 40k. And we also received 40k for employment grant funding. So that would have been some of the high end jobs that we needed to fill early. As the company started to grow, 
we wouldn't have enough work for the likes of a design engineer, project managers. There were people we needed to get into that position and the funding then helped that we were able to take those on at an early stage and grow them with the business as it was growing. What madness took over in your head that you believed that you could make a business out of this? I'm in the industry since 1999 and I have always seen been on all the sites all over the world, basically, um, how much off-site construction could help. From many points, from the speed of delivery to the market, um, quality is a massive thing. You're working in a controlled environment the whole time. You have no downtime. I bring guys into the, into the workshop in the morning to start working at eight, to finish at five. I go to site. Again, permits, everything is in place. You could lose a couple of hours every day. So you're in total control in a controlled environment, basically. So from quality point of view and... And interesting, we have another podcast with the big red barn company, uh, Donald Byrne, and his view is that in the future, most, if not all, construction will be done off-site for a lot of those reasons. Certainly, yes. And it's all over the world. It's growing and growing. And for us, 85-90% of our business uh, goes leaves Ireland. So we're across mainland Europe, Germany, Holland, Sweden, all the likes of these places. Uh, we have even a job starting um, next year, which will be going to China. So it's it's quite intriguing to think like that you can build something in Ireland and ship it so far and justify it, basically. You know? And one of the other benefits of working with Elio was mentors, because you had a number of them. We had. Uh, from an early stage, they helped us um, both financially and on basically getting developing your business and getting it off the ground. So they would have been in close um, contact with me at all times. Anytime I ever had a question, just pick up the phone. They were at the end of the phone. They'd come up and visit me and they were just very, very helpful throughout the process. This Making It Happen uh, initiative by the LEO offices is to encourage people to get into business uh, do you ever have a regret that you got into business that you might have preferred just to be earning a very good, solid, regular wage? No, I was always an ambitious type and I really like being in business myself. And I think like for anybody out there, there's probably lots of people are sort of afraid to start business. But if they do a small bit of research, go to their local enterprise office and, uh, you know, the help is there for anybody that thinks it can't be done. What were you worried about when you started? I suppose the big thing was the costs initially and how quick we could get everything into place and to actually start to trade properly with bringing business in to generate cash flow. That was probably the biggest um, worry because naturally, you know, we had a lot of investment early on. But you had the belief. We had the belief, yes. And then, of course, you have, besides finding your employees, you then have to find the customers. How have you gone about that? So I'm in uh, in the company. There's three of us involved in total, two, um, two directors and shareholder. So they both have companies as well. And between the three of us in past companies we've worked with, um, we've just gone to them. We've given our presentation as to what we do. And it's just basically grown from there. But that, you make it sound too easy. It's not easy because not alone do you have to find them, but also there are many many other competitors out there who are going to tell tell that they're bigger, better, brighter than you are? We're probably one of the very few companies in Europe doing what we do. Um, there has companies has tried it, companies have failed, 
Um, and I think it's probably a lot of that was companies jumping in, thinking they can do it without doing the proper research. We have, as I said, even from the accreditation point of view, we got everything into place before we started. Um, like you get one chance, you need to do it right. And that's basically We it. on Team SPS love what we call keeping it real. You're almost making it sound like a very, very, very smooth road. I'm sure that there were bumps along the road. What were some of the bigger ones? Well, certainly bumps along the road. Um, look, nothing goes easy. Um, even every job you do, there's you know there's going to be problems, and it's just about being able to adapt and being able to um, you know just get over the hurdles as they come in front of you. You still haven't told me what any of those bumps were. There must be one or two that just say, "Oh God, I don't want to mention that one," or and you don't have to name names. Just to give people an idea that business can be tough, but it can be done. I suppose from a point of view, little things that people forget, uh, even when you do your projections, like do your three-year project cash flow projections, there will often be things, hidden costs, that will never come into your mind. Because they're hidden. Because they're hidden. <laughs> but they're always, they, they come up and that's the problem. And they bang you on the back of their head. Those three-year projections, they're the business plans, the business plans that people, again, starting out say, this is a work of uh, imagination, this is a figment of imagination, these are not real, but you still need them? You do, you do. And I find, like, when I started the journey with the local enterprise office, in the six-month period, uh, my um, three-year projections changed three, four times throughout that period. And to this day, as I speak, they've changed from last week. We've won jobs for next year and they change again. So it's the type of business we're in. I suppose to take it back a step, uh, from now we've only traded half a year in 2017, so from June 17 to then the 17. In 18, we doubled our figures and we're on track to double our figures for 19. We would hope uh, 2022, 2023 to be up to uh, maybe 7, 10 million euro company. That's very exciting. And it must please your Leo that they were started out the journey with you. When did you find out about the Leo in the first place? Uh, you, I think you told me that you saw an ad, was that it? I've seen it through um, local advertising. and Simple um, as that? Simple as that. I met contact at this stage, still not really knowing what was available. You know, phone, so I, knock on the door, email. No, what picked up the phone, picked yeah. up the phone, uh, gave them a call and they told me to come down to have a chat. So I came down, had a chat with them, told them what I was doing and they said, yes, we'll, we're here to help you. And I do know this about you, that you went first of all to Carlo and then you ended up uh, in Kilkenny. Yes. So when I set up the company first, um, we set up, as I said, in, in February 16, and we had looked at a building in Carlo, and I had a, it was in progress there to get our application in, and the premises fell through. So then the premises came up in Castlecomer, and we needed to move then our application to the Kilkenny Enterprise Office. And I'm sure that Car Carlo were very, very, very disappointed to lose the likes of you, but Kilkenny delighted to welcome you. Well, that's it, yes. And um, when we were at the award ceremony there last March, um, I was actually speaking to the Carlo, the Carlo um, Enterprise Office. As you well. better explain. You just weren't just attending the award ceremony. What happened? Uh, we won the best export company 2019, which is fantastic for such a young company. Yes, very good. Um, Look, we've grown so fast, and I suppose one of our biggest concerns is um, getting trades. Uh, there's a massive gap, and like we've started to roll out our own apprentice programs and that, so 
um, getting local trades. We were very lucky, I suppose, in the sense of where we're based. Lots of people travel to Dublin, lots of people are travelling far from home, so when the CEO is advertising a job, we, we will capture a certain amount around the area, you know, locally. And actually, to prefer to be five minutes up the road than three hours to Dublin. <laughs> and the uh, your Leo experience is such that some people probably uh, reluctantly, for reasons best known to themselves, they they're not keen, they're not happy, they're not pushed to go down to the Leo for this reason. They feel a Leo is not for them, that they're not big enough or they're not in the right area. That was not your experience at all. No. And from my experience with them, and I, as far as I'm aware, Leo is actually for everybody, no matter how big or small your ambitions are. And you would obviously encourage people, one, to get into business, but two, to do so by getting in touch with their Leo. Yes. The longer term, I mean, you've obviously told us that you're going to grow and grow and grow. How big would you like to grow? Well, as I said, uh, 2022, 2023, we hope to be up to 100 uh, employees in Castle Comer with a 7 to 10 million turnover. So that's our plan at the moment. And who knows where we'll go from there. And that's a very, very interesting change for Castle Comer, which previously its big industries were in mining and in uh, brick making. And, yeah. and the building that we were actually in at the moment was the old woolen mills. And again, like and they were big hits. And they had all disappeared. So all you're disappeared. kind of injecting stuff back into Castle Comer. Yes, yes. Which is fantastic for the area. Is. is that something that you're kind of aware of? Because you're not even from Kilkenny. You're, dare I say it, a leashman. I am. And do you, are you proud that you're actually getting these, this work back into Castle Comer? Oh, yes, certainly. And even local guys in my area, uh, there's lots of people employed locally from Carlo, Leash, Kilkenny. So, look, it benefits everybody, you know, in the catchment area. Final, uh, final word, Leo, good. Very good. This podcast was produced by Team SBS Podcasts on behalf of the local enterprise offices. It was recorded at Collaborative Studios, Dublin. Making it happen with expert advice, mentoring, training and funding supports. The local enterprise offices are supported by Enterprise Ireland, local authorities and the Government of Ireland. 